<laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tea and the Grumpets podcast, the international podcast of brotherly love. I am one of your hosts, Len. And I'm the other one, Mike. And this year we are doing our, uh, I suppose, annual roundup episode of the year 2021. Um, so we're going to cover everything that was uh, in our lives in 2021 and what we're looking forward to in 2022. Uh, but before we begin that, um, Mike, how have you been? I have been alive, which is good. It's been a while since our October podcast, but had concert season, survived that. Uh, things are getting horrendous where in New York um, with all this you know pandemic business but i'm safe my family's safe everyone's okay we have three more days until uh christmas break so i'm holding on for dear life uh on this dumpster fire called life and how are you doing over there um pretty much the same uh we've just going into uh not lockdown but it is a lockdown kind of thing um and yeah and basically uh what we've had recently in the news is the government who made us go into lockdown have now been photographed uh enjoying parties and events when they were telling people they couldn't be together and it's now in the national newspapers that hey they were doing this while you were all in lockdown so uh i don't care like let them so so what let them get covid and die and be replaced with people that are competent and that's, or, that's, that's, which, that's, the funny thing is, though, it's like it's you were really surprised they were doing this. <laughs> yeah, like you have to be an idiot. Like, <laughs> of course they are, you know. But whatever, as long as everyone stays safe, that's all I care about. So it's three days away. Just get me to the holidays and then let me die. It's fine. Yeah, no, that's cool. That is cool. Uh, so this year we're going to do a uh, bit of a split episode. We're going to talk about uh, the games of 2021. And we're going to have a little bit of horror as well and talk about the creatures of Christmas uh, that Mike's going to guide us through. Um, so yeah. we're going to be aiming to do a half and half episode. So we're going to do start with the games of 2021. And if you want to just hear about the creatures of Christmas, you can skip halfway through the episode. I'll put it in the show mm-hmm. notes exactly where the creatures of Christmas part starts. So you can just skip forwards and avoid all of our nonsense that we like to talk about so before we kick off um mike how was your year for 2021 and gaming it started off slow but definitely got better Uh, i as i get older i find i don't have as much time as i want to play games which is called being an adult. But the the few times that I do have, the little time that I do have to play games, I am being more selective and enjoying the games thoroughly. Um, it, I'm finding out it's taking me much longer to go through something that I used to get through in a day. You know, like the Halo campaign. Mm-hmm. I've done two missions. So um haven't played as much. And I really haven't played with friends, which is, I think, my biggest disappointment of this year, considering we've been home for a lot of it. I really wished i had gamed more with you and ryan and kelly and everyone um that's where i'm at i'd like to do more gaming next year um if there is a next year so but uh, (laughs) you know how was your um year in gaming did you accomplish everything you wanted to to be honest 2021 for me has been a year where i've learned that like yourself i don't ever have as much time as i wish i had and Mm. i can't really devote 30 hours to a campaign on a game so i i prefer doing the drop-in stuff where when we have gamed and done co-ops and just played for a couple of hours it's that pick up and put down game that i find i am enjoying more uh because like you i don't have time i mean i could make time to do stuff but there's so much other stuff i want to do uh i just can't justify budgeting all my time playing games yeah i'm I'm so behind on everything and not just games, books, um, TV. I am just, you know, I barely have time to watch two hours of wrestling that I enjoy a week. So it's uh, really whenever there is time and there is a pickup game, you know, like th- th- those have been the highlights of the year is just playing with you guys and, um, you know, 30 minute matches. That's it. Cool. Have a good night. Like, I, and it's only going to get worse from what I hear as we get older, you know, it's just, yeah. Which is fine, you know, um, but I still enjoy it as much as I did as a kid, you know, and uh, it's it's a shame, but, you know, I'm hoping this next week I can just couch potato a little bit and play. So, but there were some uh, 
decent games that came out this year. It was not a great year for gaming in our opinion. You know, um, we were talking before the show, but there were some shining lights coming out of it. So um, let's talk about a couple of them. Um, one that came out recently that we both played that you recommended was uh, Deathloop. Yes, Deathloop. So um, I'm too sleep-deprived and exhausted to summarize what it is, but for those that are not familiar, would you mind just explaining the concept, which is really, really tough to explain? Okay, so basically, you wake up on an island, you have no recollection of who you are. Um, All you know is that everyone on the island is trying to kill you, and piece by piece, you have to work out how to break the loop, as it were. Now, the loop is a time cycle that basically restarts should you die or should you run out of time, basically. And you go back with your memories, but you basically start back at the beginning. They have just a little bit extra to do, and you have to kill off, I believe it's eight bosses to actually break the loop without getting killed by a uh, rival called Julia, who also happens to be your ex-girlfriend. And she wants to kill you for various different reasons. Now, this is from Arcane, the guys who did uh, Dishonor. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was released exclusively on the PlayStation 5 for console. Um, And, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's actually a Bethesda game, but I think the deal was made before Xbox bought Bethesda, um, Mm. which resulted in a PlayStation exclusivity, and it's also on PC. Um, Out of the two, I'd say if you haven't bought it yet and you're going to buy it, buy it on PC. Because the minute you turn on ray tracing on PlayStation, it runs like a bag of cats. Ugh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say... It, I don't know if I played... I think you helped me get it on a sale, and I'm yeah. glad I did. It was like 30 bucks, And that's the appropriate price. I mean, in terms of... It's, it's Dishonored. It's the same game, and it looks mm-hmm. the same. And... Um, ugh, the premise is really cool. It's extremely well done, especially with time traveling forward and backwards. That's always really a slippery slope. They handle it well. Yeah. Um, for me, I stopped playing. Um, I beat the first boss, which was rather easy. And then the second boss that I chose to, to pick, I couldn't find where to enter this building. So I looked it up in line online and it turns out I would have never found it. Like there's no way. And then I did it and then I tried to beat the boss and it was impossible. So I watched a video on how to beat the boss and it's like impossible. It's just too much abstract thinking for me mm. after a long day. Um uh, the guns are cool, the mechanics are cool. After you each beat each boss, you get a new uh superpower or whatever. I think that's cool, but yep there's nothing that's bringing me back to play it again and again so i'm kind of done with it for the time being maybe i will go back and play it but there's too many other games what were your thoughts on it yeah that, that's the thing isn't it it's um how much time you want to actually invest in the game um i i think it was aimed i don't know i, I don't think i have the the time to commit 20, 30 hours repeating myself over and over <laughs> something you could blitz through in, yeah. say, three hours if you knew what you were doing. Um, it's, it's the same thing I had with Returnal, though. Um, you know, f- three hours gameplay, but expecting you to put in a 25, 30-hour grind just to finish it, and I'm like, nope, not for me. I do that every week. It's called work. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no. So... Okay, so we're on the same page. It is cool, um, but uh, I don't know. I'd wait for a steep, steep price cut. I mean, and if you have the time, go for it. You know, yeah. it's definitely a time sink. I think I spent seven, eight hours just doing the first two missions or yeah. so. Um, it, it's a, it's a, if you're on, uh, if you've got a holiday coming up and you're not really got yeah. much going on, it's that kind of game where you could get really, really into involved in it. Yes. Um, but for certainly pick up and play here and there, doesn't really work i don't think so because you just have no idea where you are in the loop you know yeah you're like uh so yeah all right do you, do you have one for the list uh yeah i've got one that was uh it was this it was a random buy and i kind of took a chance on it and i got told um it would be rubbish um mm. but surprisingly it turned out to be great and that was aliens fire team elite okay Yes, you made us all buy that one too. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. Mike, what were your thoughts on that random purchase I made everyone buy? It's 
I haven't played enough of it to really be fair to it. It is a really well-done Aliens game, four-player co-op, which is always something I love. Um, uh, you did good. It's it's a good thing, but again, the, it's the longest uh, game play. Like you have to sit down. Each mission is a half hour. Mm-hmm. Like it's standard. Like that's just how it is. So um, it's like Battlefield, thirty-minute matches. You know, do, do you really want to sit there and do that for thirty minutes? And I just don't have that time. But yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially when you have other people. I played it solo multiple times, and it's cool. It's really well done. It's beautiful. It gives you the idea. Like they did as much as they could with an alien game. You know, like I feel like they really thought about it well. They have special mutated aliens. They have, you know all sorts of different types so it is fun uh but i'd like to play more of it and did it meet your expectations because you were really hyped on this one yeah i tell you what right um the thing that got me about this is um when we used to play a game called alien versus predator and it was yeah. the last one that was released you played as the alien the predator and the human they had they had this as a very brief taster of an alien hunt where you're a marine uh, you you basically square off against wave after wave of aliens. I absolutely mm-hmm. love this, uh, and I wished and wished and wished they would actually make make these games, um, and they did. Uh, I was I was very pleased of it, very pleased of it. Um, I thought it was uh, exactly what I wanted. Really, uh, the atmosphere Sweet. was right. The graphics were good. It was great. Actually, you had that sense of. Um, completely being overwhelmed and I mean completely overwhelmed from the beginning um, and it's, it's fun with friends I mean the fact you and I are playing with Ryan Ryan's a very good very good FPS uh, gamer yeah and even he, even he was kind of like you know finding it difficult to keep up with the waves it, it was it was just it was a lot of fun and he kind of put you in that position of this is what it would actually be like to be completely overwhelmed and helpless against aliens yeah. Yeah, it does make you feel, you know, it, it is engrossing. It really does pull you into the game. Yeah, it's, it really uh, does. Atmospheric and everything. So, yeah, th- that was a good purchase for sure. I'll back you up on that one. That yep. was good. Um, let's see. I mean, it, I've only been playing recent games, really. Uh, but uh, the one that I enjoyed, as usual, is Far Cry 6. Um, you know, my game of the year was Far Cry 5 last year, along with one other game but um this one is i don't know how to put it it's another far cry game Mm -hmm. last year with the cults was my favorite far cry in existence and this one is you know set in some tropical place on an island and it's it's like just cause it's like every other one there's nothing unique about it it's just you go you you do a mission you have these silly companions like you have a dog you have an alligator which is really cool and um Again, if I had a month off, I would play the heck out of it. But um, at this point, I've stuck in 15 hours, 20 hours, and it's a Far Cry game. You get exactly what you pay for, and it's pretty awesome. So um, it's fun. I will go back to that one. That is kind of like you don't really need a story. You Mm. can just drop in. It's like GTA. You drop in, cause chaos for 20 minutes, and you can drop out. So... I really enjoyed Far Cry. Or I am. How about yeah. you? Um, what do you? What's next on your? Uh, next on my list is probably going to have to be Resident Evil Eight, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, surprise of the year for me. A very good game. I, th- I think it's. It certainly wasn't a horror game. <laughs> That's the thing. It started out as a really, really creepy horror game, and then it turned into just an action game, and it basically ended the story. Started in seven. Uh, and then and then wound up, uh, yeah, turning into its own thing. Uh, the, only, the only criticisms I had with it, it was beautiful. The actual design of the game, one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Um, the only the only downside I had to it was the fact that uh, it turned into a bit of a bullet sponge again at the end. That was my only issue with it. Uh, as always, they always okay. end it with um, basically you're blasting away. At these things until they're gone. Uh, that that was the only thing. Is yeah, the ending was a bit. That's how the strategy ended. Is okay. it was it was that. Fair enough. Um, 
trying to remember the name of the game. Riders Republic. Um, I bought this on a whim, and I need to put more time in, but it is pretty awesome. So this is a game where you are basically a, a snowboarder, a biker, a uh, paraglider, um, all in one. And you have these crazy courses where you can switch mid-course. So you can mm -hmm. be biking one moment, jump off a cliff, you go hang gliding, and then go back onto a snowboard. Like, it's really cool. It's really well done. And um, they have a free a zen mode, which I really like, where you can just go across this gigantic map doing whatever you want. Um, mm. So that was my fun game of the year. Um, I definitely give that a plus. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me of Tony Hawk very much, which... I still have to play more of, but that remaster was incredible as well. So uh, that was a fun one. So did, did, to did talk about Tony Hawk? Did that come yeah. out? Was it this year the remake came out? I was literally just thinking about that, and I don't know. Tony Hawk remake release date. Because if, if it was this year, um, then I would definitely... Yeah, it came out March 2021... September 4th, 2020. So, no, it was last year. Wow. So, these years are just flying by. Yeah, they're all bleeding into each other. So, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. But, um, yeah, sport in terms of sports games, that's pretty much the only one I played. So, what's next on your list, sir? Next on my list, we have... Uh, ooh, what one to pick first? What one to pick first? You don't have any, do you? I'm going to go with uh, the medium. Uh, medium. Instead of the large? <laughs> yeah, instead oh. of the large. Uh, the medium. <laughs> Again, uh, I don't, anyone who's played a Bloober game, they did um, The Blue Observer. Game. They did The Blair Witch. Mm. Uh, they're, they're the people who made these. The medium was their new one, uh, as you play as a medium that's trying to solve a murder. Uh, the difference in this is you can switch between this reality and you can go into the world of ghosts as well to basically solve puzzles and switch between the two to kind of bring one thing into the other. Um, I felt this, it was a very, it was a slow burn horror, um, but what they did really well in this was they actually built the character up quite well uh, that you play mm. as and her backstory. They actually really invested in those it almost felt like a character study than an actual game the only downside i had to this game is uh it got quite boring <laughs> well that's rough <laughs> that's, a, that's a shame after yeah. 10 hours like you know what this is pretty freaking boring i'm gonna stop it yeah that was, that was the only thing is uh I, I loved it i loved the aesthetics of it i was loving the story but i got bored and just watched <laughs> watched a youtube on how it finished <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I feel like uh, we need more engaging games at this point. I mean, every everything on my list, at least, it, it, it does not have a great story engaging. You know, I think gone are the days of Skyrim and lore and everything, and, uh, at least to my knowledge. But, um, yeah, everything's like jumping and play. So, but um, I have, I bought it and I was really excited for it. Age of Empires 4 real-time strategy um the last one came out 10 15 years ago and it brought me right back to being a kid it is beautiful that game it, glenn if you had the time i would highly recommend you getting it because oh god it, it basically shows you real-time england and superimposes the battle on top of it it is gorgeous and it plays just like an Age of Empires game. It is really fun. It is really challenging if you want it to be. Um, the first mission, I, re I remember telling you about this. I was playing, and I missed it by a little. And I was like, okay, I'll just retry it. And then I missed it by a lot. And it made me, like, re... I, I thought about that game for 48 hours straight, just how to beat this one mission, which I haven't done in a long time. And it was the first mission. Turns out you just need to like do exactly what they wanted you to do. I was trying to think outside the box, built like the biggest army, and they're like, no, you can just do this, and that's fine. But um, <laughs> it's the only game this year that has actually caused me to think and process and strategize and in real time and off. So I would highly recommend that to anyone that wants a very chill, beautiful looking game. The game itself is 
a regular game, but the cutscenes are ludicrously good. And if you're interested in history, um, it, it's definitely ticks off the bo- boxes. Now, so. is it is it more of the same from previous um, Age of Empires games, or is they do something a bit different, or is it just more of a refresh on the usual thing but with new technology? I think it's more of a refresh. I'm sure they did more. Um, but when it comes to real-time strategy games, there's only so much that you, you can do, like uh, grouping uh, squads and, and, and such. Like, I'm not far enough in. I have played maybe 8 to 10 hours of it. Okay. Um, so I'll report back. But no, it is the same thing that they are standing on their predis- you know, previous games. Um, they made it look better, and they do a great, great um, job. It takes a place during the Norman, uh, the Middle Ages, which was... Um, okay, so that's 1066 that kicks off. Yeah, sure. William of Normandy, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. it's, it's actually fascinating because I know nothing about it. Like, history is not my forte by any means. So it, it's teaching me a lot, and it's really fun. It's really, really fun. So they do a good job of basically having it as a teaching tool while you play a game and i always appreciate that assassin's creed does that really well so uh, i'm always down for learning while i play mm-hmm. you know but it's not shoved in your face it's just like this is our game this is how we're going to tell the story and they do it really well so um yeah I, I i would definitely recommend that to anyone that played it back in the 90s like if you have any interest in that they, they killed it with this one it's really good nice 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 um, right, on to my next one. <clears throat> uh, well, I'm, I'm looking through my playlist now, what I played. Ah, actually, here's another one we can talk about, Mike. We didn't get enough time on it. Chivalry mm. 2. Oh, God, that's right. Yep, another that one. came out. There's too many platforms, man. <laughs> it came out in June. There's too many platforms. I forgot that I even owned that. Like, it, it, that was a great game. We enjoyed the heck out of it, and I would love to go back and play it. Yep, that's, that's another one. Uh, maybe we get Ryan to get it as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a lot of fun. Just decapitations everywhere. Yeah, so. and the crazy thing about this game is uh, how good some people were. Because the melee combat's not for everyone. If you just start swinging, you're going to get picked apart. It was just how yeah. good some people were with the controls. Like, ridiculous. They'd make you look stupid. They'd kind of be just turning around and smacking you behind and... Yeah, just making you look yeah. a fool. Making you feel feel a look a fool. Yeah, they, they did well with that. Well, I got three left, so... Um, we got to hit the big one. So, um, new Halo. Um, yeah. I've played online. It's, it's Halo. Campaign is quite good. I'm slowly working through that. It is every, everything you want it to be. You just sit there and you're taken back to being a kid when the first Halo came out. It's my favorite franchise of all time, so um, I, I'm highly biased about everything, but I'm really enjoying it with the little time that I have to play it. Um, if you like Halo, get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm working through the Halos. Um, it's a hell basically, of a task. Yeah, it is just to, just to do them justice and kind of give them give them meaning. Um, yeah. But yeah, what's, what's different about Infinite from all the others? So far, nothing. In terms of online multiplayer, um, they are slow. As of right now, from what I understand, it's only really big team battle. So um, they just released Slayer um, playlists. So they're starting to catch up with what Call of Duty is doing, which is brilliant. So um, they have different game modes. Really, really interesting game modes. Like certain guns will only spawn at certain times in specific places, which makes it way more. Uh, you know, anticipatory of what you're going to do. Uh, I like that a lot, but it, I've played maybe 10 matches so far. I need to put in more time so I can speak better about it. But campaign is where it's at for me. I always love that. I've played everyone, and they tell a great story. So it's visually mm-hmm. stunning. It looks awesome. They've added in um, grappling hook in mm, single player, which Titanfall did years ago. And it's completely unnecessary, but it is cool to have but uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to put in some time over the break, and I think that's probably where I'm going to do. That's my couch game. You know, mostly most of my games are on PC, but I bought that for the big screen TV. So, Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else I've gone through. Let's have a look. So, ah, here's, here's one of my biggest disappointments of the year. Humankind. Ooh. Humankind, which was meant to be... Oh, my God. Me, too. I'm so disappointed in Humankind, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, they hyped it up, uh, this, this game, as the new civilization. And it's different because you can have literally a million different cultures evolve. Uh, oh no, no, no. You couldn't. You go through the seven different ages of humanity, and each one you have to pick an attribute for that period. So you're not developing naturally. You're kind of being left with whatever anyone else hasn't picked, um, mm. and then going off and playing through uh, basically what's left. Uh, yeah. yeah, really, really disappointing. I was so disappointed oh. with this game. I had it pre-ordered for a long time. I do love strategy games, and this just... I, I mean, I did three hours of it, and I was like, this isn't going to get any better. Uh, went straight <laughs> back to civilization. <laughs> oh, disappointing. But usually, when things are hyped and touted as infinite possibilities, yeah. <clears throat> No Man's Sky, it's trash. Yeah, so. yeah it is. No surprise. Yes, well, it is. Um, the next game I want to talk about is not mine to really discuss. And I think in a future episode, if possible, we uh, can bring on someone that's more knowledgeable, <laughs> my fiance. Um, but we're talking Call of Duty Vanguard. Okay. This has had the most playtime in our household over the past, God, since it was released. She's currently playing it right now, and I'm watching her murder everyone. Yep, just murdered someone. Um you know, there's a reason why Call of Duty's still around. And, you know, I took a year off because it just wasn't for me. But watching her play, um, they do it right, man. They have they had a, a playlist for every holiday for, what the heck is it called, Thanksgiving. They had tryptophan playlist, and it was all these different uh, fun activities. Now they have this uh, holiday one where Krampus is running around, and you have to kill him. Like... They're doing it right, man. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same old Call of Duty. They dress it up nice and they do good things. But, you know, it's it, it's really addictive. It's really fun. And it's gotten the most playtime. So it's cheap now. If, if you like Call of Duty, I would say this is more than, you know, this is a great one to pick up. Um, a lot of people are really interested on the other side of it, which is the, what the hell is it called? The, the Those types of games that I hate where you're one person and it's like basically everyone just uh, is against each other. Battle Royale. Yeah. So that's completely separate. But the multiplayer, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. And you just kill a lot of people. So that's Call of Duty for you. Do you have another one? Uh, I I think that's me done, actually, for 2021. Um, The only other one I've got is one uh, I think you're going to bring up anyway. You're damn right. It's the game of the year. It's the best (laughs) game ever made. It is... Back for Blood. Yes. Waited. It far exceeded my expectations. It is incredible. Four-player co-op, Left 4 Dead creators. What more do you want? It's beautiful. It's well thought out. It is so much fun. I beat the campaign when it first came out in a matter of days. There are three settings. Um, you know, I beat it on the first one. I'm working my way through Veteran, and then there's Nightmare, which is literally impossible. The developers can't beat it, but people have online. I am so happy. I am just so, so happy to play that game. It is thousands of zombies. So many different um, people you can play as. It's it's great. It's exactly what I wanted. It's what I was hoping for for years. It's my game of the year, game of the decade. Um, so far, I mean, you know, we still got, what, nine more years. But <laughs> um, it is incredible. Now, you've have you played it? Yeah, I played it with you. Yeah, that's because I have the memory of a peanut. Yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts? Because I am biased and I love it um, more than anything. I thought it was um, a a good a good sequel to Left 4 Dead. I mean, it is a sequel for Left 4 Dead with a better, slightly better team management system. Um, Be honest. Yeah. That, no, I, I hear the hesitation of no, you I, crapping I thought, on my dream. No, no, it's no. Okay. I thought I thought it played well. It's it's fun. It's um, it is something you could probably do round after round after round on. Um, what I would be interested in is um, playing that and then switching back to Left 4 Dead 2 just to kind of see how they compare I and did what it. the thoughts would hand. How what, what was it? Left 4 Dead is a masterpiece. It, it, it is a completely different experience uh, from this. Back 4 Blood is more 
modern. It is more in tune with the card system. They introduced the system where they play... Listen, the game had so many problems, mm-hmm. and it still does, but the card system is the biggest improvement. Um, Left 4 Dead is fun. There's no thought. It's mindless killing. This, there's thought. You you can create decks from your cards that give you uh, certain stats or boosts or, or you know stuff like that. And I really, really, really love that aspect of it. I'm, they have Christmas cards right now that you can only get now. It's, it's how they draw you in. It's the dopamine hit, you know? Yeah. And I love it. So, um, biggest difference is the maps, to be honest. Um, I feel that in Back for Blood, the maps are just... They all kind of bleed into one another. There's nothing really different. But And the campaigns in Left 4 Dead are so specific. Swamp Fever. You know, um, you, you have... play specific places um i still think i need to put in another 100 hours so i can speak more on it but 30 hours in i am in love how many hours have you hitting so far 30 um i can tell you right now i think around there maybe not back for blood 27.6 hours nice so yeah i'm a big fan so i have 300 plus on left for dead on pc and the same on xbox but um this is going to be up there. This is a game I will play for a long time. So, but it's been a decent year of gaming. Um, I'm very much hoping to play more in the new year and over break. And uh, my biggest, you know, uh, want is to play with all you guys and just have some fun. Yeah. So uh, that's my new year's re- resolution. I mean, hopefully, hopefully next year people will actually be able to get these consoles. Yeah. Um, that is the frustration of it all. I mean, I've um, been out. We have a friend that, you know, I've been searching for consoles the past year, but uh, we had a friend say, hey, uh, my son really wants a PS5. Like, I need to get that. I'm like, you're going to pay $900 because you cannot find them. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you have to be able to find it. I'm like, good luck. So it, it is still a very big problem here. First world problem that we cannot find anything. So it is what it is, whatever. Um, it, by the time they come out... I don't even know if I'll get them at this point. I'm more interested in the Steam Deck so I can play on my couch while my fiance plays Call of Duty. So, like, I'm still yeah. waiting to pull the trigger. I want that really bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've had both for a year. Um, done fair comparison to them, yeah. and uh, I've got I've got to say, um, Series X for me. Yeah. Yep. Out of the two, the Series it's because X. because of the games or the system. It, the system is so imp- so impressive. Um, I know I know there was a, there was a little bit of difference power wise in them anyway, but yeah. <clears throat> the PlayStation Five uh, I do hear the fan on it. It is noisy, and I have actually had the say opportunity to run a um, test on both systems, exactly the same game, and it mm. was the Matrix Awakens yeah, Unreal I Five. Talk about that. Um, basically, you can see it stutter. Uh, and you can see the frames drop on the PS5, whereas the Xbox smooth as anything. And I'm like, mm, that's power right there. That's that's the extra power. Yeah, um, yeah and I, I, I just prefer the whole console to Series X. It doesn't feel doesn't feel cheap. It feels like a premium product. It feels like Apple made it. That's the thing. Uh, it feels like Apple made it. Uh, whereas the PlayStation Five feels cheap. The controllers feel like they break. <laughs> um, I feel like they're gonna break, and uh, I've, well, it I've, looks it looks flimsy. We we all said that when it came out. We're it's like, uh, hideous. That doesn't look safe. <laughs> no, it's a hideous console. Um, so yeah, so for me, uh, and, and this is coming from someone who probably would, if someone said he'll put money on which one he'd say, he'd say PlayStation. Um, yeah, it's yeah, you know, I prefer the Series X. Like you say, yeah, it's, it's all about Steam Deck in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I'm super psyched about that. I really should pre-order it, but they keep pushing it back. So when it's available, but uh, I want to talk gadgets at the end because we're bleeding over to monster time, but um, there's some really cool stuff that's coming out. But anyway, I think that's a wrap for, for games. Yes, it is. Uh, So we are going to now divert over to the fiends of the festive period, (laughs) the creatures of Christmas. And Mike's going to kick us off. Yeah, alright, so we're going to talk about eight of them. Um, I didn't know that there were so many Christmas monsters, but, you know, again, I'm in America, and apparently everywhere else has Christmas monsters. We really don't, aside from, you know, 
the people that dress up as Santa and do creepy things. But no. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So let's just jump in. Um, so number eight is going to be called. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. I apologize to anyone that actually listens to this in another country because this is going to be offensive. Um, the Yulis Wiener or Yulads are 13 Icelandic trolls who each have a name and a distinct personality. So in the old times, they stole things and caused trouble around Christmas time. So they were used to, they would scare children into behaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the 20th century brought tales of a benevolent Norwegian figure, Julnisse Santa Claus, who brought gifts to good kids. But these guys were around to terrorize kids into being good. So imagine you're just a kid and you're about to do something stupid and then 13 Icelandic trolls come out and scare you to death. I'd probably be a good kid. So that's what's starting us off. Thoughts? <laughs> I'm just looking that he's up. Uh, some of these... <laughs> just, uh, oh, just wait. Here's the article so you can follow along. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crucified for all of these names but Hang on. what do you think uh, it's just <laughs> you've got uh, gully gork stubby uh, spoon liquor pot liquor <laughs> bowl liquor door slammer um, skier gobbler wait uh, what gobbler skier gobbler which is like a yogurt okay uh, sausage like swiper <laughs> is my favourite <laughs> <laughs> window peeper Oh, uh, I, I don't know which one is worse, window peeper or sausage swiper. That's, that's, that's pretty. Ah, uh, meat hook, d- doorway sniffer. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and candle stealer. Um, yeah, yeah that... they're, tr- they're trolls. I mean, they're not going to be like, you know, great, uh, I don't know, um, picture framer or will clean your house troll, but wow. door sniffer? Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. So, these Yule lads have to answer to someone yep. who who is called Grilla, which I'm sure I butchered, and that's their mother. She predates, obviously, the, the, the trolls, but it is uh, Icelandic legend. And she is an ogress who kidnaps, cooks, and eats children who don't obey their parents. God, do I really wish we had that here. Um, <laughs> she only became associated with Christmas in the 17th century when she was assigned to be the mother of the Yule Lads. But according to legend, Grilla had three different husbands and 72 children who caused trouble ranging from harmless mischief to murder. And as if the house wasn't uh, crowded enough, the Yule Cat also lives with Grilla. This is an ogress. Uh, she is such a tr- troublemaker that the onion blamed her for the 2010 eruption of a volcano, which I'm going to try <laughs> and pronounce, and I'm going to get murdered for. I Jaff Jalakjokol. Yeah, this this is basically the volcano that stopped a European flight for two weeks. Yeah, and so apparently that was uh, Grilla from the 17th century being pissed off with her 72 uh, children. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. So I want to know about the other kids. She had 13 Icelandic trolls. What about the other ones? Are they just normal kids? Like, yeah, that's my mom, and watch out for my brothers, and, you know, doorknob sniffer, and, you know, like, what a family. (laughs) Now we should change region. So I can offend more people. God. Um, so we are now speaking of Pere Futard, whose no, name okay. uh, translates to Father Whipper. <laughs> okay. And he is an evil butcher who craved children to eat. So Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. The, he apparently lured three boys into his butcher shop where he killed, chopped, and salted them. St. Nicholas came to the rescue, resurrected the boys, and took custody of the butcher. The cats of the butcher became Pierre Fautard, and he became uh, Santa's slave, servant, whose job it was to dispense punishment to bad children on Christmas. Okay. So we're, see- we're seeing a theme here, Glenn, of... Monsters are being used to discipline children. 
Uh, if you are a bad boy and girl, Pierre Futard will chop off your limbs, salt them, and eat them. Now, is this only in France he does this? Or is this yes. a, a general... Okay, so nope. this is regional, regional bastardry. Yes. Very well put. I mean, in, Amer- in America, we're way less harsh. Like, if you're a bad kid, you're going to get coal. Not, if you're a bad kid, we're going to chop off your arm and eat it. Maybe we should be a little more harsh here. I don't know, but I mean, how about in England? Um, yeah, we just have the coal thing. It's just all we get is, oh, if, if you're a bad child, uh, Santa Claus will leave you a piece of coal. But, you know, he's still giving you something of worth. <laughs> Dude, I'd love to get coal. Yeah, like, I barbecue every day. I would love if Santa brought me coal. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't have someone want to come and cut limbs off or anything. Um, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with people. Yeah, but. It's, it's, it's those crazy Europeans. It's, it's the Speaking 16% of, which, of our audience in Europe. <laughs> yeah. So, n- number five. Yep. Hans Trap. Or Hans Trap. Or Hand okay. Trap. Is another anti-Santa who hands out punishment to bad children in that Alsace and Lorraine regions of France. So France not only has a butcher, but has another guy. Let's see what he's about. The legend says that uh, he was actually a real man, a rich, greedy, and evil man who worshipped Satan and was excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Wow. He was exiled into a forest where he preyed upon children disguised as a scarecrow with straw jutting out from his clothing. He was about to eat one boy he captured when he was struck by lightning and killed. A punishment of his own, from his own god, apparently. Uh, Still, he visits young children before Christmas dressed as a scarecrow to scare them into good behavior. So, real. Yeah, that just sounds like Albert Fish, but in France. What the hell is an Albert Fish? Ah, Google him. No, you tell me. <laughs> uh, basically, he was a uh, he was a serial killer in early New York, uh, early twentieth century New York, and he would basically yeah eat people, particularly Damn. children. Um, and uh, one one of his victims, he actually uh, was missing. Actually, went to the victim's house, mm. met with the parents, discussed uh, their missing child, and gave sympathy, and then the sick bastard wrote them a letter afterwards. Bragging what he'd done. Yeah, he's he was one twisted cookie. Oh, jeez. Yep. All right. Personal favorite. Number four. Belschnickel. So, do you know of Belschnickel? <laughs> I just do... read it. <laughs> Are I, you I, thinking? Yeah, I, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, Belschnickel is a male character from southwestern German lore, who traveled to the U.S. and survives in Pennsylvania Dutch customs, okay? People that have watched The Office recognize Dwight impersonating him in that very wonderful episode. Um, It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's stop and talk about The Office for a minute. Uh, Do you know the episode? I I, I know the one, yep. Yeah, it's great <laughs> so if you haven't watched it watch it it's on peacock or wherever you can find it so he comes to children sometime before christmas wearing tattered old clothing and raggedy fur now um dwight looks like a homeless person which who has coal all, all over his face it's ridiculous um so he carries a switch to frighten children and candy to reward them for uh, good behavior so in modern visits the switch is only used for noise and to warn children they still have time to be good before Christmas. Then all the children get candy if they are polite about it. The name Belschnickel uh, comes from the German word Belzen, meaning to wallop, and nickel for St. Nicholas. So I learned that. Okay. So it's, uh, I forget the exact wording, but it's like, uh, naughty or nice, and he basically whips you with this. What is it? A switch. Impish? Oh, God. Uh, I'll look it up. Yeah. Impish or admirable? Admirable. Yeah, admirable or uh, impish. And he basically whips you with this straw thing. So it's just such a great episode. But yeah, um, apparently it it goes back quite some time in German lore. So do you know anything besides The Office from that? No. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, what a weird, weird one. And there's like no... Well, maybe there is a picture. Because I, I kind of do want to see it. Because when you look it up, Dwight is the only thing that comes up. So, But I'm not finding any actual drawings. So, oh, there are. Yeah, it's a homeless person with a whip. Okay, it's horrifying. So, yeah. Belschnickel. Moving on. This one's Frau Perchta. Okay. German. Okay, so yeah, I'm taking German, yep. German and Austria. Uh, looks like a witch. Okay. Uh, both hands out rewards and punishment during the 12 days of Christmas. So December 25th through the Epiphany on January 6th. Interesting. She's best known for her gruesome punishment for the sinful. She will rip out your internal organs and replace them with garbage. Wow. The, uh, the, okay. Um, she looks like a cardboard cutout that a four-year-old made, at least in this picture. But um, Perchta... Uh, is thought to have descended <laughs> from a legend. You, you saw the picture? Yeah. Yeah. That's How amazing. would you describe it to the listeners? Um, she looks, yeah, she looks like, I don't know, because the rest of the picture is quite good, but her face just looks like it's melted and someone's tried to reform it. Uh, <laughs> but they're, they're blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So... The story descended from a legendary alpine goddess of nature who tends the forest most of the year and deals with uh, humans only during Christmas. So in modern celebrations, uh, Perchta or close relation may show up in processions during Fastnacht, the alpine festival just before Lent. There may be some connection between Frau Perchta and the Italian witch La Befana, um, but La Befana isn't really a monster. She's an ugly but good witch who leaves presents. So I kind of want to look more into that. But um, let's just go back a minute. She will rip out your internal organs and replace them with garbage. So uh, ooh, we have a butcher that will chop you up. And now we have a woman that will mortal combat your spine uh, not your spine, your spleen, and put in a Coke can. Nice. Get over yeah. here. <laughs> I don't know which one I like more, but this one I really, really like because that's is. We're we're way too easy on these kids. Okay, you're gonna get cold. No, I'm gonna rip out your small intestine and replace it with trash from the dump. Like that's brutal, man. Yeah. I Moving mean, on. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, please. No, no, please. no. It's just, it's just thinking. Why, why these died out? It's a. Uh, it's a. I wonder. Yeah. Do you really think in our PC culture we can go up to children and say, "Hi, you've been a bad child." Now listen to me. You can either get better, or I'm going to remove your heart and put dog feces inside of you. Like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, number two, another one I cannot pronounce. Yola Katurin. That's my best guess. Glenn, you want to uh, take a... Uh, uh, yeah, Yola Katurin. I'll go over that. Sweet. Uh, Iceland- Why don't you read this one? Okay, I'm sick of my so voice. he's the Ice- Icelandic Yule Cat or Christmas Cat. He is not a nice cat. In fact, he might eat you. Uh, this character is tied to an Icelandic tradition in which those who finished all their work on time receive new clothes for Christmas... Whilst those who were lazy did not. To encourage children to work hard, parents told the tale of the Yule Cat, saying that Yelikaturin could tell who the lazy children were because they did not have at least one new item of clothing for Christmas, and these children would be sacrificed to the Yule Cat. Um, so basically, this is a, uh, a praise for capitalism. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. This is terrible, <laughs> little Johnny. You don't have new clothes, so I'm going to murder you and feed you to the Yule Cat. Like really? <laughs> <laughs> Just because Johnny's poor, we have to sacrifice him. <laughs> like what is this? The Hunger Games of Christmas? This yeah. is terrible. Yeah, that's just bonkers. That is just bonkers. How big is this cat? I can't imagine it's big. But let's take a look for our listeners and describe. <laughs> it's bigger than a house <laughs> dude if you just google that and look at the images this cat 
is the size of a mountain. Like, let's have a look at him. Damn. Let's have a look at him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's have a look. So he is. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a big lad. Yeah. That's a really big cat that I would not want to mess with. Yeah. So uh, make sure you buy the newest, hottest Air Jordans or else uh, Yola Katorin will come and eat your house with you in it. That's a hell of a threat. It's like Jeff Bezos' cat. Yeah. That thing is terrifying. Wow. All right. And we reached the number one spot. The number one spot. Krampus. Okay. Mike, you being of a Germanic descent, were you ever threatened with Krampus as a child? No, no we've had this conversation, but <clears throat> I was never threatened by my German mother uh, using Krampus. Uh, I actually asked her uh, after we had the discussion, what do you know about Krampus? And she just looked at me like I had four heads. She's like, no, that's BS. At least where she lived in her region. Like, never heard of it. And so Krampus... Again, is a tool to encourage good behavior with children, all right? Santa serves as the carrot, and Krampus is the stick. So Krampus is an evil demon, anti-Santa, or maybe his evil twin. Krampus may look like the devil, or like an alpine beast, depending on the region and what material uh, are available to make the Krampus costume. Krampus night, there's a night for Krampus, is on December 5th, the eve of St. Nicholas Day in Austria and other parts of Europe. People celebrate Krampus walking the streets looking for people to beat. Did I read that correctly? Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Public celebrations that that night have many Krampuses walking the streets looking for people to beat. Yes, I read that right. In recent years, the tradition has spread beyond Europe, and many cities in America have their own Krampus nights now. Um, no. What is that movie, Glenn? What is that damn movie where one night of the year you can go out and murder everyone? Oh, The Purge. The Purge. Yeah. So you're telling me that people go out dressed up as Krampus and <laughs> beat the living you-know-what out of other people. And it's just fine? <laughs> like, okay, Google Krampus at home, all right? This thing is scary. Now, you're telling me that this costume is going to come and just knock my lights out? December 5th, I am renting out uh alcatraz and i'm staying in, in a cell dude what the heck but there's a movie on it from 2015 i really enjoyed it because it's trash um i would highly recommend it have you seen that one i have not no yeah uh definitely worth a watch it is more it is getting more widespread i've heard krampus more and more i mean it's in the new call of duty haha so um not saying really I told you. Yeah, Krampus like a, is in there. Like a zombie um, level. No, in regular multiplayer. They, I told you, they are doing a great job. They have a, a seasonal playlist. So this one is Krampus, and he is overpowered as all hell, and you have to defeat him. Like, if you kill enough people, you can become him. So it, it, it is coming into the mainstream. A lot of more people have heard about Krampus within the past 10 years. So... Um, yeah, it's, that's number one in terms of holiday murders, <laughs> you know, um, nothing about what he will do besides just, you know, kill you. But so we have a hell of a list. Yeah, that is, uh, if you've got your own, uh, holiday demons or Christmas creepies, um, feel free to reach out to us at T pod on Twitter. Um, but Mike, you want to talk tech before we wrap up. So yeah, what have you I done? Do. I do. Um, there's just so much coming out and there's so many cool things that we're looking forward to. Steam Deck is one. Um, I've been really thinking about uh, my phone and getting rid of it. And I found a dumb phone, I guess it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, Mudita. You can look it up, and it's it's no internet. It's just like going back to basics. That was cool. I found this service. It's a set of speakers they sell. Okay, and get this. It's like seventy-five bucks for a three-month subscription. All right. It is designed only to be listened to 
at the time of the performance. So there are artists and they will put on a concert. This concert happens at that time. If you are not by the speakers, you miss the concert. You can't go back. So it is a live performance uh, like at very specific times of music you've probably never heard of. And um, they're the set of speakers, and I'm dying to get them because it sounds so weird. But apparently the quality of them is incredible and you are hearing basically some guy in wherever Nairobi um playing in his hut like accompanying it so I don't know that's my nerd inner nerd talking music nerd but um do you have any tech wishes for the new year or things Um, you're looking for yeah probably probably less of it to be honest yeah Uh, like yourself I'm, I'm trying to trying to steer away from ODing on tech. Uh, for ages and ages, I've been looking for something like a phone, and all I want from a phone is something that allows me to have Spotify on it. And I don't yeah. even want—I don't even want to take calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with this phone. That's the only thing it doesn't have. Like, if that phone had Spotify, so I could also play music, I'd be done. Like, you know. So I'm thinking about getting two phones—one for work, one for home—just um, mm-hmm. so I can stay focused more but that's neither here nor there but there's some really cool stuff coming out um steam deck i I definitely want but it it, it, it's just getting more and more you know tech and everything and um uh and i find myself going more and more back to basics so yeah i think uh i think the sweet spot I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I think the sweet spot for tech was probably around 2002 where you had normal phones, but you actually had to sit in front of a computer to actually go on the internet. Um, I just think, I just do think we've just come too far now. It's just, you know, I think it's a great problem. I think it's a a wonderful problem, but I I, like my fiance, she's so good about it. She's like, I'm going off uh, social media for a week. And she does like no problem. And like, Mm -hmm. That thought hasn't even crossed my mind, let alone if I could do it. You know, it's just, it, it's so attached. So I, I'm trying to break that habit of, because, you know, what do you do when you're bored? You, you, you doom scroll, but I'm trying to be more present and not do that. But um, let's let's talk real quick. Hopes for games for next year. Uh, Anything coming out that you... Are yes. dying for uh, the new Horizon, Horizon Forbidden West. I'm looking forward to that. Yep, uh, that's coming out. Um, dying Light else? Two for me. Yeah, well, has that been delayed? It was delayed. Yes, till February, I believe. Um, right. Okay. Elden Ring, the Elden Breath of Ring. the Wild Two. Yeah. See, Elden Ring. These are. I always have this problem. I do love. I love the Souls games. Yes. But I'm so bad at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're a glutton for punishment, though. Yeah, but that's the thing is, uh, I just beat myself up constantly trying yeah. to play them over and over and over. Um, there's, yeah, there's a couple. Um, you know what? Really, I really, really want the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Yes, that's if it ever gets happen. a release date. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. Um, there's a couple other games coming out. Evil Dead, new Evil Dead game is coming out. I'm really psyched for that. That's right. Uh, Kerbal Space Program 2 which is really fun Blood Bowl 3 and that's all I can find but um remake of Saints Row uh, yeah which oh, is cool Starfield Starfield's coming oh. out the only reason I want that game to come out Glenn is so that we can get to Elder Scrolls <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's kind that's of the, I think where um, everyone is yeah Vampire the Masquerade but it, we could go on so yeah. uh yeah man but I want to wish you very happy holidays and all of our listeners and um, hoping for to record more next year and have some more meaningful gaming time. Yes. So. Uh, like Mike said, I'd like to wish you all a, a very happy and Merry Christmas. Yes. And a prosperous new year. Uh, but as always, uh, for this episode, I have been Glenn. And I have been Mike. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Merry Christmas. Krampus will get you and eat your organs. <laughs>